Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do another video, another video game review. This is going to be for the Sucker Punch developed and Sony published PlayStation 4 exclusive Ghost of Tsushima. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, so we're here today, like I said, to review Ghost of Tsushima. We're going to start off with the spoiler-free section. We get, we're definitely going to do a spoiler section later on, but uh, not at the moment. You don't need to go anywhere if you've not played Ghost of Tsushima. Um, before I get to what I'm choosing for my ratings thing for this, uh, what did you think of Ghost of Tsushima? Spoiler-free. I loved it. We talked a little bit about it on our gaming podcast. I really loved the game it was just amazing for me so cool uh so skip don't skip what would you go with don't skip absolutely do not skip i'm going to i like this game i like it i definitely don't think that this is in the conversation of um what well, maybe in the conversation of game of the year but i've heard this game talked about for like game of the generation or like one of playstation 4's best games i don't think it reaches anywhere near that um i'll explain i'll explain i think a lot of the big moments in this game and i can't tell you what they are yet because we're in the spoiler free section pretty much all of the big emotional moments this game goes for didn't really work for me i don't think the story really worked for me i think the gameplay is the gameplay is something i had a love-hate relationship sometimes i really hated the game just because of the, the the frustration around some of the combat uh when the combat was good and actually felt good and rewarding and like i was being rewarded for like parrying at the right time dodging at the right time using certain things doing little finishing moves here and there the game felt really good i'm gonna put skip but i'm gonna put because i've written this in the title already I just don't, th I've put just not quite, I just don't think it quite gets there. I think this is a good video game, um, I just think, one of the reasons I'm giving it a skip rating is, I just think that there's other, a lot of other better games out there, basically, um, and it just, because I've kept saying, I said this to Barry the other day, um, you know, current sort of co-host, he does his own stuff on YouTube as well. When I look at the three big games of this generation and I think of The Witcher 3, Red Dead Redemption 2 and The Last of Us 2, th this game with Ghost of Tsushima just doesn't reach anywhere near that. And for me to say to kind of the audience, like, okay, you should immediately go and play this, I'd recommend that you play one of the other three maybe first. I mean, you obviously have to play Last of Us 1 before you play the second and play Red Dead Redemption 1 before the second game and everything. But um, yeah, it's just some t some points with the combat things just didn't really maybe work the way they should have. And in terms of this being, because this this is a triple A video game, I do obviously recognise it as as being that. It didn't feel like a proper full, well, not really full. It didn't really feel like a properly fully developed triple A big video game because like i said when when i compare this to some of the other really big notable triple a video games out there and not just those three games other ones you know spider-man god of war uh just name a few particular sony exclusives you know uncharted um some other games like that this just doesn't quite reach that level um to me uh but what, what do you think no i think it definitely does get to that level and this is something i knew we were going to disagree on mm -hmm. 
I can see it not winning game of the year because of the other games that have come out this year, but it's definitely in my top five of must plays. Hmm. But like I've said on the gaming podcast before, you know, I'm biased. I grew up on old fifties and sixties samurai movies. You know, those were, those were, those were movie fillers on Saturdays when I was a kid, you know, growing up watching that and uh, growing up in Bloomington where I did, it has a very large uh, Asian community. So those movies were a lot more accessible in like the rental stores when rental stores were a thing. Mm. Um, So that's not, uh, you know, outside of anything that I could have not seen before just as a rental or just something as a random pickup in a you know in a movie rental place or something that might have been shown as like on a on a saturday theater thing when that was a thing mm-hmm. when they would have like random obscure movies get shown on a special occasion um back before everything was like 19,000 cinemas and you know 15 showings of the same movie mm. yeah um but uh, i i like the characters at the end of the day i don't think the story is I don't know. I just don't think this story is anywhere near what people are kind of praising it for as this kind of revolutionary, innovative sort of game or story. I just don't think it quite reaches that um, big AAA level of of sort of video games for that. I mean, Um, the story is a little bit by the book. I will give you that. Um, mm -hmm. But then again, while it's not historically accurate, they are basing it on historical events. Sure. And given the time, given that this is in the you know the 12th century, basically, there are a lot of things that kind of limit what they can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Like you know they're on a small island off the coast of Japan, and the Mongols are invading, so they can't have a whole bunch of other stuff happen because they didn't happen back then. You know, mm-hmm. going out around the world was extremely rare back then. Hell, leaving your own village was extremely rare back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to try and be uh, give some more of my positive thoughts towards this game because I feel like I've just been mostly negative. I this is one of the games where I did feel more rewarded as I go through. You know, as I'm killing the different leaders and stuff, and you know, unlocking new stances and that um, combats against like spearmen and brutes and all these other characters or all these other enemy types of characters and that. I did feel really, really re- rewarded for that. I do think this game's best quality. I don't know. It's kind of equal to me with the with the gameplay and with the characters. I did like the characters a lot. Uh, I did care about them. Some more so than than less. I think we'll get into that a bit more in the spoiler section. But as I said with the gameplay, when it pulls off something really good, it really did feel quite incredible. But there is a lot of times in this game where I'm really really sure that I like dodged out the way, but I still got attacked or. Um, like with parrying and, and, and timing with things like that and I felt sort of punished at certain points. There is a lot of times in the boss fights sometimes as well where I felt like the... Because there's obviously a lot of different boss fights so I could be talking about you know some of the different ones there but felt like I was being hit with almost unstoppable attacks where, okay, I'm I'm, I'm like completely rolling out the way of this, this enemy, but he's still somehow kind of reaching me and, and that sort of thing. Um, so it was almost this, this strange experience to me where almost within the same moments, I was like, okay, that gameplay moment was really good. Oh, I got hit there. I, I definitely dodged. Um, and then I, t- I took the advice that you gave me a few weeks ago about throwing the, what was it called? The little spear things or whatever yeah the stances 
That affects the combat a lot. Or are you talking no, about the, the super uh, moves? You know the um, so I think it's called kunai or something. Uh, the kunai, yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 li- the li- yeah, the little spear thing that you can throw. And I remember you said to me about that. Okay, try and throw a few more of of them and sort of break up the fight a bit. I did that as well. That worked to a degree, but sometimes, especially with like the later fights in the game, where there's obviously you know big wars happening and there's loads of enemies around you, um, I still felt like massively overwhelmed and and stuff. Um, and there were certain points in the combat as well where, okay, there's a clear like clear okay this guy clearly this guy that I'm about to try and fight. He's a leader. He's going to be like really difficult to fight against and. Sometimes I felt like he'd beat me unfairly, but then other times, like, okay, I, I genuinely did um, time like the parry really well, and I, I outfought him and beat him. So the the combat was just a weird, interesting kind of experience to me, where sometimes I felt really satisfied with what it was doing. And uh, like you'd see like one of the finishing moves from uh, from Jin, the, the the protagonist of the game, and then other times where I was like, okay, this 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 enemy is like completely overwhelming me and I'm being attacked. But, um, so what did you think of some of the, like the combat and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, there are some points, especially early on in the game when the combat is a little bit overwhelming. Eventually though, you get to the point to where you get the armor upgrades going, you get the weapon upgrades going. Um, as long as you keep that on track and, you know, keep ahead of that cycle. I never, outside of like a couple of times, I never really felt that overwhelmed in combat. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I guess spoiler free of the emotional moments in the game, or like the, you know the big story beats. Did they sort of affect uh, you or not? I mean, there was definitely they were definitely trying. I wouldn't say they um, you know really hit me super hard because, like I did say earlier, the the story is a little bit uh, paint by numbers, and that's unfortunate because I did enjoy the game so much. But um, I mean, they were definitely there. It just it wasn't as intense. But then again, I don't think a, a video game's really ever done that really intense. Now movies every now and then will really just punch me in the face with emotion, but uh, mm. not games. I don't think. Yeah, I want to sort of. I'm gonna try not to do this during this podcast, but I want to do it at least once, which is compare this to Last of Us. Now I'm not gonna sit here and say that Last of Us did this and that better and whatever, because I obviously enjoyed Last of Us more. You you've spoken about like you know the the old films that you watched and how they kind of connected you, with you and stuff. And with me, I was more connected to Last of Us and everything. I do think that, and again, people have kind of brought this up as like this is the game of the generation. This is the best game on the PS4, and I just think that that's kind of you know I I, I definitely don't agree with that. I do think Last of Us Two. The the only word I can think of is smashes this game to pieces it, with with just everything that the that the game does. Um, and like, I don't want to sit here for 20 minutes and, comp- and compare this game to Last of Us 2. I just want to compare it in terms of, um, I don't know, j- just recent examples of big AAA video games and, uh, and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, cause, cause you said before about like how you're tied to, you, you, you're sort of nostalgic for the old, uh, films that are similar to this and you've got a bit more of attachment to that. And maybe I just didn't sort of connect with the game in that sort of way. Um... But uh, yeah, that's just that's just one kind of uh, comparison I wanted to make with uh, with Last of Us as well. Um, what do you think of some of the characters? Did you like them? Uh, for the most part, I did like them. Um, There's a couple that weren't as interesting to me as the others, but overall, it was a good it was a good mix. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
now I'm not a person that can that cares for visuals particularly like a, a massive emphasis on visuals particularly but you might feel differently to me about that and there's obviously a clear emphasis on trying to do that in this game uh what did you think of like the the visuals of the world and stuff they were really good um my only real regret is that the kurosawa mode um made it that uh, old school grainy film thing throughout i would have loved if the kurosawa mode was just the cutscenes. Um, cause then they would have been more into that movie mindset that I was, but I can see why they didn't do that because switching between, you know, black and white and color is a bit of a, uh, a shift in the immersion. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do agree that this game does do some very good cinematic storytelling with like, you know, some of the cutscenes and when Jin is going to duel against someone i did find that genuinely interesting. Um, everybody probably already knows my thoughts on the, the graphics i don't really care that this game look it does i do recognize that this game looks incredible i'm not like completely dismissing it and shoving it to the side but that just doesn't matter to me um what did you think of um uh i guess there's a big emphasis i think particularly trying to tie in navigation with the visuals like you know how the wind is kind of because the wind isn't just used for Okay, the wind is blowing this way. You clearly need to go that way. Like the wind is blowing around the the the, the grass and Jin's outfit, and sometimes he sort of I don't know if you notice. Sometimes he leans down and sort of touches the grass. I do think that that was a nice little animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think of the way the kind of uh, I guess the because wind is really a big thing in this game, but with the visual storytelling and the navigation and how it sort of fit into the cinematic storytelling so how do you think of uh how that sort of fit in to things yeah i mean it, it wasn't world-class next level 4k ultra realistic visuals but <laughs> they fit the aesthetics yeah um like sitting down at one of the tammy mats and writing a haiku or just sitting there in the uh, hot springs you know things steaming up a little bit it very much fit with the game mm. yeah uh, I want to go back to something I said a little bit earlier about how the game did make me feel more powerful uh, as you went through. What did you think as you started unlocking the uh, stances and, you know, different uh, upgrades and whatnot? Yeah, once you unlock the stances, then um, it definitely becomes a lot easier because you just switch out to a stance based off of the weapon of the guy you're fighting. Um, and that that flowed very quick um once you get the super moves i honestly thought you got to the point where you're a little bit uh, overpowered once you got a couple of those hmm yeah and it, it's not because obviously we're in the spoiler free section so we're assuming that these people maybe haven't played the game um and it's not like oh you get this stance to fight against the spearman i can just go and kill him you still do have to like parry and dodge in the right way it's more just like you've got a better way of fighting this person it's yeah, not like the, it's not the like stagger's a lot helpful versus the yeah. uh, stance yeah so i i did like that as well it's not just like oh you've got something that can cut through this person's armor they're done you do still have to very much think about what you're doing so uh just to kind of make it clear that it's not it's not some sort of overpowered thing where like oh you unlock the thing against the spearman i can just press one button and he's dead um so uh, that that was kind of interesting. Um, going back to something I wanted to bring up a bit earlier, but I kind of forgot to. Uh, in terms of just talking about the quality of this game, in terms of you know samurai games, sword fighting games, I know I've kind of said that like I don't think this game reaches the top tier of AAA video games. This is the best sword fighting and samurai game I've played. 
as well. And not that I've played that many of them, but I think that this is. I mean, I mean, the only thing I can kind of compare this to is like you know, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, sort of that that genre of games. Obviously, those are a little bit different because those are the uh, from software games. They're meant to be really really difficult. This is just different to that, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I think well, it's more in the vein of like the first couple Assassin's Creed uh, games when yeah, it was more about be- the stealthiness. This is better than a lot of the Assassin's Creed games, and I wanted to tie that in as well to, you know, how we spoke about <clears throat> the other week with the the le- with like level gating and stuff. This game mm-hmm. doesn't do that at all, and I really appreciate that. And one of the things that I liked is because I've talked about with Assassin's Creed Odyssey before about like oh if you go to assassinate someone and they're a level 15 and you're a level 10 or something something similar and you go to stealth kill them you won't kill them you'll just sort of stab them in the neck and injure them i did like how this game just well it doesn't do that and you can sneak into camps and if the stealth works for you uh and you're good at it as well you can just simply do assassinations i did really really like that that is that's a huge step above what assassin's creed has been doing lately so yeah the only exception to that is that like if it's a a leader type character then if you assassinate him early on you just wound them and they kind of they don't shrug it off but it you know it doesn't insta kill them either but then you can do you know upgrades with your skill tree and your weapons and you get to the point where you can just one shot them yeah yeah that's one thing i quite liked doing actually is if i was feeling a bit overwhelmed I would drop a, drop a smoke bomb, and then like the brutes, I would just assassinate him, and then the spear guy, and whatever. Uh, I thought that was really cool. It made me kind of feel. This might sound a little bit stupid, but maybe kind of feel a little bit sort of Batman esque. Yeah. Like the way and, you could just uh, drop that, and they didn't know where you were, and that's well, that's exactly what Batman does, doesn't he? So. Yeah, and then this isn't really spoiler because it's equipment that you get when you get to the point where you unlock the poison darts, and then you can just. Good. And get somebody to go insane and attack other people for you. That yeah, uh, yeah. that made things a little interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably move on to that. What was some of the equipment that you like to use in the game? Uh, I mostly did the swords, unless there was like uh, an obvious stealth component to it. Then I was mostly with the arrows. Mm. Uh, I I just never found the herbs on a consistent basis to do the poison darts, even though I. You know, I enjoyed it. It was always a good strategy to find like a bigger dude and uh, just zip them to where they go mad and then uh, have them uh, come do that for you. Mm, yeah. But I, like that. I, I would, you know, you trip over basically every single kind of ammo in this game except for those uh, dart stuff. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I was really, really good with the bow and arrow. Um, the longbow not so much, but that's just because of, like the charge time and stuff. I really mm-hmm. did like um with the the short bow when certain enemies were coming up towards you, you could slow down time and you can just kind of pick two or three of them off. That was really really good. Uh, that was very sort of a Horizon Zero Dawn esque. Yeah, and you can uh you can finish one of the uh, mythic quests to get an armor that reduces your draw time. I think I got that. I can't remember. Maybe. Or, or I maybe got some sort of perk. It's not Call of Duty. Um, I got some sort of upgrade to where you could uh, reduce that a little bit, which I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I did like the darts as well, the the hallucination darts and then the poison ones as well. Um, that was that was quite good. Uh, which of the so you had the sticky bombs, you had the kunai, whatever it was called. You had the um, what were the other things? What, what were some of them that you liked to use? 
Honestly, I use the kunai the most just because if I was in a group of three or four, I could zip a bunch out and at least stagger them so that they weren't all over me. Right. Um, sticky bombs, unless I was like liberating an area and there was bonus uh, experience, for lack of a better word, on doing that, I usually forgot about them most of the time. It's funny you mentioned them because I all of those areas... As I was getting through more and more of the game, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm really uh, kind of not not story wise, but character wise, what's going on in the story? So not directly related to the plot, but what was related to what was happening with the characters. I was like, okay, I'm really enjoying what's happening with the characters. I want to keep up that momentum. Every time I got to one of them things, I sprinted past it, or uh, I was on my horse and I just rode straight past it. So there's people shoot. They they give up eventually, but there's people shooting you with arrows and people chasing you. And uh, I just didn't want. To, I didn't. I wasn't interested in doing any of the any of the stronghold stuff, because um, the only side quest I ended up being interested in doing was the uh, the bamboo sticks. But I found those mm-hmm. with, with the mechanics of that to be actually really interesting. So I only ended up finding about four of those. Um, do you remember how many you found? Uh, not off the top of my head. There is you can unlock in the skill tree um, something that where it'll target them, and then you can do like the wind guidance. Oh yeah, yeah, the the navigation upgrade things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I never upgraded them, but um, is that everything spoiler free we want to talk about? I think yeah, it pretty much is. So, uh, what we're gonna do now? Then we're gonna take a quick little break. We'll be back in a minute, and then we're gonna get to the spoiler section of our Ghost of Tsushima review. Um, if you were to score this out of ten, what would you maybe give it? Uh, high eight, easy. High eight. I would give it. A seven-ish, seven point five, maybe. Depends on which combat section you're talking about, maybe. Um, but overall, I give this around. I think it's a good video game. Uh, I don't think it's like a six or a five or like something really average. I think it's above av- above average good video game. So, uh, but uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna go into the spoiler section now, um, and we'll see you all for that in a minute. Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Flow. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. Creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing (laughs) killer fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts so join us if you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started they also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner so get started with a new website and domain name today with Gualu Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, 
All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, we're now in the spoiler section of the Ghost of Tsushima review. So if you haven't played and finished the game, because we're going to be talking about all of it, all the character moments and everything that goes on, uh, you're going to want to click the podcast off now. So if you're on entertainmenttalk.org, just click on the homepage or click back or whatever, or just shut the podcast off. If you're listening on the podcast service, go into that, whatever the app is that you're using, press pause, finish the game, and then come back. But in the meantime, you can check out everything else that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier, with the emotional moments in the game, and none of them stuck with me, um, I thought that, was it Tucker's death? Takai's death? I thought that that would um, impact me a bit more, and it just didn't. Uh, what did you think of that particular moment? Yeah, I thought it was an okay moment. I mean, it it kind of was what it was. I kind of saw it coming a mile away, but then again, I mm-hmm. I tend to do that a lot with stuff. Um, but I mean, I understand the moment of it. I mean, we had a guy, uh, you know, that basically was, for lack of a better word, fanboying over Jin. So you know, the fact that he would run in there and do that is not surprising. Mm. Yeah, it's just as soon as he turned around, what was the guy's name? The Khan, that was yeah the, the Khan's name. As soon as he like turned around and went to attack him or whatever, I was like, okay, he's 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 dead. Uh, and then like you see him get put on the floor and he gets his head cut off and that. Um, I was like, okay, he's he's. It was it was just a little bit anticlimactic to me. Um, and I thought Jin could maybe have had a bit more of a reaction to it. Um, just yeah that just didn't at first i was like oh he's he's dead and then like the game kind of went on and on a bit and then uh what's her name yuna came back that was her brother wasn't it Mm -hmm. that was her brother yeah she came back and i was like oh maybe this will like kick things up emotionally a bit more because she's more emotionally attached to uh tucker than what Jin is but it just it just didn't really quite get there and i just feel like that that way about every single big moment in in the game uh like the the stuff at the end with your uncle i felt like that was way too drawn out by the way the uh what was the uncle's name uh lord, lord shimura yeah um someone had actually not spoiled the character death but i'd seen a screenshot for some reason someone posted it in the last of us 2 group that i'm in which i don't know why they're posting about um ghost of Tsushima in the last of us group but they posted the screenshot of the spare or the kill option so I was like, oh, it's not a spoiler that he's dead, but it's a spoiler that uh, you get to choose what happens to him. Um, what did you decide to do? I wound up killing him just because I'm familiar with that era. That's something that he would have wanted and something that Jin would have done. So mm, I, I did the same thing. 
I kind of just thought at the time, like, okay, if you had stuck with Jin, sure, there was the whole thing about, um, the, uh, the code, and, like, you don't poison your enemies, and all that sort of thing, but in terms of the bigger picture of the war, I felt like he should have tried harder to look past it, because he could have helped Jin, uh, with the, with the war and everything, and taken out more of the because there's like some of the mongols left at, at the game at the end of the game isn't there because there's like some of the camps left but i just mm-hmm. kind of felt like I, I, okay you, you've you've not fully shown that you've turned against jim but you, you're not on his side anymore so that means you're not on my side um so i i chose to kill him as well but yeah just like okay this is going to be a boss fight and then you defeat him and then you get the choice and there's the whole thing about like okay meeting at was it the father's grave or the, the gravesite or whatever Mm-hmm. It, it just took a bit I was like okay you're gonna make me do a boss fight with with this guy and we're like slowly riding there and everything um it was just a bit uh a bit drawn out for me what what did you think yeah I mean it's a little uh you know a little drawn out but it also like I said fit with the storyline and fit with the time um and there wasn't really that much flexibility with that um they were really in from what I've read you know from school and whatnot that was a pretty rigid inflexible time so mm. yeah so um let's talk about some of the other characters maybe uh which of the characters was your was your favorite uh i liked yuna a lot i think she had the I most like interesting backstory um kenji was just kind of a throwaway character because he was just there for being being a, a goof and then was gone um uh, Norio, I thought, was definitely a little bit interesting. Could have gotten a little bit more story from him hmm. uh, just because of his character arc. Uh, but yeah, those are kind of my top three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Jin. I like Yuna. I would be interested in... Because Yuna kind of leaves at the end, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. She sort of goes to, to do her own thing. I would like a DLC chapter of that. I would like to play as Yuna. I think that would be a really interesting idea. Um... I mean, I think you know, there's probably going to be Ghost of Tsushima 2 where Jin is continuing to, you know, take down the Mongols and whatever. Maybe Yuna will come back. But I think what they could potentially do is, okay, you do it, you do a Ghost of Tsushima 2 uh, where it's just, you know, continuation of Jin, Jim? Jin, sorry, uh, taking down the Mongols and what sort of thing. But if Yuna leaves in between that time, like in between the first and the second game, maybe I would like a little DLC chapter with that possibly uh you you could kind of even maybe go the uh like what insomniac is doing with uh, the miles morales thing uh not necessarily give her like a whole game um but just do some sort of little like spin-off kind of thing with her i think that could be pretty cool so um would you like to see that yeah that was that would definitely be something i'd be interested in playing i don't know how well they could do it but mm. yeah that could uh that could be pretty good uh what do you think of the khan the main big villain we didn't really get to see him a whole lot. I mean, he was there at the very beginning, and then he was just kind of background until you hit the story points. But even though you're a nuisance to him, it doesn't really feel like he's even there. Mm. Yeah. He's sort of just, like, waiting with your uncle for you to show up. And I, I didn't really, really get that. Because, like, he, he defeats you. It's sort of scripted that he does do that because he's ridiculously overpowered. But he's he's meant to be because you haven't become the ghost or whatever whatever's going on at the time. So he throws you off the bridge and all that. And then you obviously go back to, to defeat him later once you've unlocked 
the stances and everything. Uh, what do you think of the boss fight with him? I thought it was a bit strangely structured. Yeah, it fell under that weird category of having to do a three-stage boss battle, and mm. it just got annoying after a while. Yeah, yeah, because you fight him on that deck with a bunch of other people, and mm-hmm. I don't always really like in boss fights when it's like, okay, you've defeated me, kind of. Okay, now here's a bunch of my goons or a bunch of my people. You're going to fight me and them. Uh, I, I don't always quite like that in uh, in video games. Um, again, in, another example where Last of Us 2 kind of did that a bit better. There's a, there's a particular um, boss fight later on. I'm not going to spoil, obviously, what that is, but um, that was, I think, done better over there. Again, I've I've avoided just sitting here for 20 minutes telling you why I think that's a better game but um yeah that was that was some of my thoughts on that but uh a satisfying death for him I thought you know you kind of stab him through through the stomach and that I thought that was that was pretty good uh, I did like the actual I guess it would be the second confrontation with him you know when you see him again and mm-hmm. uh, you start like cutting off pieces of his armor and stuff I thought that was I thought that was quite good um again with the boss fights it was just sort of Sometimes like he would, the, these bosses would do these ridiculous combos, and you'd be like, "Okay, I'm I'm completely rolling out of the way of this, but I'm still getting almost attacked somehow." And then there would be points where, like, "Okay, Jin is winning this portion of the fight, and I feel like he is, and you are beating someone." And it felt a little bit um, imbalanced to me. What would you think of some of the boss fights? Yeah, some of the boss fights were a little off. Um, some were pretty good. Um, some, by the time you get to the end of it, you're just so overpowered. That you can just roll out of it, so... Mm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other characters as well, he's not listed here, but the the friend that betrays you? Yuriko mm-hmm. or something is his? Uh, let me see if I can find R- him Russo? here real quick. R- Ryuzio. 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 Yeah. Um, that was probably one of the more interesting parts to me, but it kind of got to a point where I like, okay, you've completely betrayed your friend, You've you've, like... Completely sided with the Khan and everything. That there was a breaking point there because in in that first fight where you have with him by the one of the castles or something, and that's a point where like if you beat him and then he could have still sided with you, but that was quite a satisfying um, death to me. Not in terms of emotional stakes, but just killing a character that had betrayed you. I thought was good because mm-hmm. he makes the deal with uh, the Khan so that the straw fights can. Uh, yeah, my men were starving and all that sort of thing. Um, in your second fight with him, there's a particular combo that he does in, I think it's maybe the third stage of the fight, because there's like two or three different occasions where you're sort of, um, like you're sort of dueling and then they, they break a little bit for like a, for like a conversation or like a quick little line of dialogue and then they sort of push back against off each other. Um, there was this combo he did in like the third phase of the fight where he'd like spin around on the or well not spin around on the ground. He'd sort of do this spin attack and like jump and sort of hit you. It's examples of that where I was like, okay, that's 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 kind of ridiculous. And that was another one that was a bit difficult to uh, combat against. Um, what do you th- what do you think of him as a character though, and sort of the boss fights there? Yeah, as a character, he was pretty good. Um... That, like I said, that does kind of fit with the uh, the timeline and the structure. Him, you know, him looking out for his men, and then that sense of betrayal that would completely make sense. Hmm. Um, I definitely would have liked to have seen more of it, but it it 
played out the way that I expected it to play out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, is there anything else spoiler-wise you want to talk about? I'm just sort of going through the characters here. Uh, I mean, it was fun to have. Uh, I know you're a big early Lost fan. Mm. Have Francis Chow voicing uh, Sensei Ishikawa. That was pretty cool. Um, that was definitely a high point to do all that. So yeah, I liked him. Yeah. I recognize the voice straight away. For those of you that don't know, he did the uh, Dharma Initiative videos in the hatches mm-hmm. in, in Lost, uh, the ABC TV series. One one of the biggest shows like ever made, so I don't think I need to explain what it is. But uh, yeah, he was the voice of that. If you guys go and you don't need to like watch the episodes. If you go and look at like um, Dharma Initiative Lost videos on YouTube, you'll, uh, you'll recognize him. Um, I've not seen him in anything else ever, maybe. He's I'm, I'm been in a him, he's been in a ton of there, stuff. But... This wasn't even his first video game. He did a character on uh, when they first started doing live action video games in the mid nineties. He was on a couple of Wing Commander games. Okay, but no, he has a massive, massive IMDb page. <laughs> like it goes all the way back to uh, he did a voice for the old GI Joe cartoon in nineteen eighty five. Okay. That's yeah. how far back he goes. Um, he played... He, I don't know if he did the voice or if he did the physical character, but he played the Shredder in the second Ninja Turtles movie. Um, the second of the new reboot? No, the old reboot, the 1991, The Secret oh. of the Use, oh, okay. where they, they go full 90s and the Turtles do a rap with Vanilla Ice. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, did a couple e- episodes of ER... Uh, did a couple episodes on Jag. Was uh, had an episode on uh, Stargate. Uh, did a couple episodes on Grey's Anatomy, Numbers, Medium, Gemini Division. Uh, he's been in tons of stuff. Like his IMDb page is legitimately four scrolls long. Okay, I haven't seen him in anything since Lost, which was you know. Uh, the Tick would be a good one. The Expanse would be another good one. Those are two pretty decent shows that you could watch. Okay. What seasons of The Expanse was he in? Because I haven't uh, seen... He was in the last one in... Uh... Season 4. No he, no, he was in all of them. He was in uh, really? Season 1 oh. through 4. Okay. I don't particularly remember that, but... Yeah. Uh, but no, he was, he was quite cool as well. He fit into the story pretty good. Um... What was the other character I was going to mention? I think that's pretty much everybody. Um, yeah, anything else spoiler-wise you want to talk about? Kind of conclude here, I guess. No, not really. Cool. Uh, so that's pretty much our review of Ghost of Tsushima. Again, I think it's a good video game, but there's a lot better out there. Robert really likes the game, and that's perfectly fine. But what did you think of Ghost of Tsushima? Yes, audience, I'm not ask. I'm asking you. Uh, you can write into us, of course, at Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So please feel free to do that. Um, when do you think we might see a Ghost of Tsushima two? Obviously, a PS5 game. Uh, I don't know that we actually will because. Oh, I think we will. I mean, the story ends in a way that I don't know where they would really go for that, unless they did it like to where it's his, his kid or something. So, hmm, maybe, yeah. Uh, give it five or six years or something. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up to um, Sucker Punch if they even want to do that. So, 
Have you played many of uh, Sucker Punch's other games? They did the Infamous games and that. Um, I did play the first Infamous. Um, I never got around to playing Infamous Two. I don't know what they played or what they've made past that. So I think they made they made two Infamous games on PS3. Then they did Infamous Second oh, Son. Second Son, yeah, that was the uh, the PS4 game, and then they made the the first Light one. That was like the spin-off kind of game on uh, PS4. I think that was the last game that they made, and then obviously this. So uh, they've pretty much been doing you know, uh, the the infamous games and then Ghost of Tsushima. So that is that. Uh, but I think that wraps up everything for this review. Thank you all very much for listening. You can, of course, find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, film, video games, everything. Uh, Man United uh, episodes and stuff, which I think football returns next weekend. So look out for whatever happens there as well. And if we decide to buy any more players, we shall see. Uh, but uh, you can look out for all of that on entertainmenttalk.org if you'd like to support the podcast and entertainment talk that would be great that would be really really helpful and it will keep us going here uh, patreon we are on there you can have a look at the one dollar and three dollar level tiers that's for review ad free podcast and instant uh, instant podcast options amazon affiliate link if you want to buy stuff on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra whoops itunes feeds please rate review and subscribe to those as well if you search for entertainment talk or any specific show names but just search for entertainment talk and you should find all of the podcast feeds on there uh, please rate review subscribe uh, david is on geek town through itunes for your up-to-date reliable tv and film news as well uh, so if you search for geek town on itunes and podcast services or just head over to geek town.co.uk you can find that as well there's a new episode out today so have a look out for uh this week's geek town radio episode bex is streaming daily on trista bytes that's trista b-y-t-e-s search for that on twitch for all your geeky gaming and chatter and all that fun stuff she does over there uh, she streams daily so check her out over there uh, word of mouth, you can tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feed. Just, yeah, tell people. Uh, social media, Facebook and Twitter, and if you can, in different Facebook groups. Share them around on those things, or whatever you use these days. It all helps us out as well. Um, that's pretty much everything. Look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. On Sundays, that has recently returned, so look out for that. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.